It's the way. Yeah, it's the way. You ain't heard of us. Hey, Rams. Hey, hey welcome. What? Heard with us. If you look around for a word to trust, check the star seed journey. You can learn from us. Sex, sleep, drugs. What we gonna discuss? Whatever you need to be prosperous. Negativity superfluous. All we really want is for you to just be true to you and be who you are Cause you are a star and you will go far You can succeed at all of your dreams You'll get your degree and all of those things But you must take care of your health Cherish yourself, your body, your mental, your brains and your wealth You can have fun and still be well That's what we do here at The Well It's Trisha Saunders, Associate Director of the Wellness Resource Center, and I'm back with you again this week on What the Well to take you behind the curtain or the bathroom stall, if you will, of one of the well's most prolific campaigns, the Stall Seat Journal. Chances are, if you use the bathroom on campus, you've had a chance to read a Stall Seat Journal or two. With information on everything from flu vaccines, staying safer if you choose to drink alcohol, to where you can get help at VCU, there's a reason the Stasi Journal is VCU's number one toilet paper, or at least we think it is. As I mentioned last week in our podcast on mental health and well-being, check it out if you haven't already, one of my favorite job responsibilities is managing the team responsible for bringing you the stall seat journal. What most people don't know is that the stall seat is only part of a larger grant-funded social norms marketing campaign focused on promoting safety and reducing harm related to consumption of alcohol by VCU students. You can visit the Wells website or the National Social Norms Center at socialnorms.org to learn more about this entire campaign and the other schools across the country who are involved in the campaign. So this campaign relies on a social norms approach and using accurate data about our VCU students' health behaviors to help draw attention to the way that we as humans seeking meaning in all things, often misperceive and then overrepresent behaviors as being the norm when in fact these behaviors are only endorsed by a small number of people. In other words, our brains see what they're trained to see and we often exclude evidence that supports an alternative hypothesis. We're going to break that down for you a little bit throughout the rest of this podcast. I hear often how much members of our Ramley love our stall seat journal. I thought it was only fair to share some inside information on how the stall seat gets made and what really goes into its creation each month. If you've ever wondered why we started creating them, how we post so many of them, who designs them, who writes them... I'm here today with some super cool guests to bring you inside our Social Norms Think Tank, some of the who behind the stall seat magic. Hey, I'm Malcolm, Malcolm Richardson. People call me Brother Malcolm mostly because I ask them to. Um, I'm a senior. I work at The Well making cool stuff for the stall seat. Hi, I'm Beth Slaymaker. I also work at The Well. 
um, and I'm a student media specialist on the Think Tank, and I make graphic design illustrations for the stall seat. I'm Emily Tompkins. I am the graphic designer at The Well um, who works on the Stall Seat Journal. And I make graphics, I do illustrations, I put together layouts, and I write some of the copy too. I used to be a VCU student as well, and I graduated from the VCU Communication Arts Program in 2015. So let's begin at the beginning. Like every good researcher knows, that's with some data. And for me, it's also with a dream of making the world a better place. Emily, can you tell us how we find our information on VCU students and translate that data into messages intended to promote health? So we have two surveys that we do on students. Um, one is the National College Health Assessment, and the other one is the You Celebrate survey. Um, and we ask them a lot of different questions about their lifestyles, what they do, what they don't do, um, what they think uh, is good for their, them and their peers to do and what they don't think is good. And we take a lot of that data and we report it to students through the stall seat journal so that they can know what their peers are up to. And uh, maybe that'll influence some of their behaviors if they know what everyone else is doing. So I want to talk to people a little bit more about this social norms approach. How many times as a college student or high school student did you hear don't drink, don't drink, or, ooh, everyone is drinking, everyone is doing it. What does that mean for you as we talk about kind of implementing our social norms approach in educating students? So with the social norms approach, we really introduced it at our Love & Liquor seminars um, to the freshman audience coming into the fall semester. And they're given information about really how many people do drink on campus, where a lot of the times their perception is like, oh, my God, everyone's drinking. People told me this in high school. Um, Don't drink, you'll die. Or like something kind of like very um, negative about alcohol use. And in reality, like not as many students as you would think are binge drinking and drinking excessively or drinking at all. Um, Yeah, and so I feel like students coming in to colleges will feel pressured to drink more. And so we have that during welcome week. We have love and liquor during welcome week so that there's less incidence of students drinking too much on their first real week of college. Cause that's a very high risk time for them. Um, yeah. And I mean, on top of that, I think just like socially, even like my birthday, my 22nd birthday was this past weekend on St. Patrick's day. And so I had all kinds of friends and my family talking to me and they're like, oh, you're going to go get drunk, have fun, be safe, um, drink for me, uh, et cetera. And I was like, I don't want to. And it just there's like this social expectation of drinking um, for a birthday or for fun or for like a certain event. And like in reality, a lot of people don't drink as much as you may think. Um, our former director of the well, Linda Hancock used to have a phrase that really stuck with me, which was don't tell me not to do something I'm already not doing. 
And about, I think it's routinely about 20% of students don't drink at all. So uh, that's not to say that drinking is bad or anything like that, but not everyone does it. And it's okay if you're one of the people who doesn't. And I think messaging that says everyone's drinking or we know you're going to drink kind of misses that. Yeah, yeah, which is why we tend to stick to messages that highlight what most Rams are doing, right? And we know that the majority of Rams are either, like you said, choosing not to drink or if they do choose to drink are doing it in a way that um, that really works for them to minimize harm and to make sure that they're enjoying themselves, but without experience, some of those not so fun impacts related to alcohol consumption. Did you know when it comes to drinking alcohol, rams are healthier than you think? Most rams who choose to drink have between zero to three drinks the last time they partied or socialized. And most rams who choose to drink, drink between zero to five days in a month. These are some examples of our accurate social norms messages at VCU. How would you explain a social norms approach to your friends? I'll answer that. I actually have a very intimate understanding of social norms. I did. I was able to have the privilege of going to the social norms, the National Social Norms Conference in Michigan with Linda Hancock and they talked a lot about social norms and pretty much how I understand it is we all have a perception of what other people are doing and often that perception is misconstrued because we only see the most extreme behaviors so social norms what we do is take the actual data of what people are actually doing and present that to the people so that they know that it's actually normal to be healthy. Hence the social norms part of the norms. Okay. We know that most rams who drink on average do at least five things to help them stay safer when drinking. Like eating before and during drinking, sticking with the same group of friends, watching out for their friends, cutting themselves off if they've had too much to drink, and planning a way to get home safely. I love these messages. For me growing up, all I heard was, don't drink, it's dangerous, you'll regret it, get into trouble. Some of those types of messages. So I'm curious to know, as students, what do you think makes using a social norms approach so effective? I can answer that. Um... I feel that the social norms approach is effective because we don't put down students who choose to drink, but it allows students to not be pressured into drinking. And then if they are, or if they want to be drinking, then it's not seen as like a bad or like evil thing to partake in alcohol or other drugs. Yeah. What I really like about social norms is that we're not telling people what to do or how to think. We're just highlighting the great things that students are already doing. What I like about social norms also is that if somebody is already looking around and they don't want to drink very much and they're uncomfortable with that because they think that everyone else is drinking, they can be allowed to feel more comfortable doing the behavior that they want to do naturally. Yeah. 
So we talk about this a lot in our think tank meetings as we're working on concept development for the stall scene and some of our other uh, campaign assets. I want to know what are the coolest lessons you've learned working as part of our think tank? Well, I guess for me, there's two answers to that question. I've learned a lot about health and how to take care of myself and how to support other people in their health and growth journey. And also I've just like learned a lot of cool things about how to, how to take messages and make them more interesting. So like the things that I've learned from the stall seat, I actually learn. And then I also get to take that information that I learned and present it in an interesting way so that other people can learn it. Yeah. Um, I've only worked at the well for a year now. And I mean, you've worked here for Malcolm's worked here for four years and yeah. counting almost. <laughs> um, yeah. So I feel like my, my like physical and mental health has greatly improved being around such like mindful people and being around mindful messages all the time. Um, so that's been really awesome for me. And it's like something I can take with me throughout my career. Um, and then another thing, same, same thing that you were saying, Malcolm, like learning how to communicate a message through like multiple different medias and like, uh, if you have like an image or song or something, how is it readable to the student body or the general public? Um, yeah. And then now I'm learning different Adobe programs that I wouldn't have learned on my own. So that also helps. I learned a lot about mindfulness as well. And from a perspective of a designer, I learned a lot about perspective taking and thinking about how all different kinds of people will receive a message. Uh, also, the concept of pi, positive, inclusive, and empowering, I learned that you need to make a message, um, you know, so that everyone can read it and take something away without feeling um, hurt by it um, or like they're being told off. And I, I guess I kind of had this belief before I started working there, but um, I've sort of um, been strengthened in my belief that like an atmosphere of fun and collaboration and sometimes even a little bit of silliness fosters creativity. That actually leads me right into our next question. So we work pretty hard, uh, Emily, you especially, to infuse a little humor and fun into our educational messaging. If you've ever read the stall seat, you know we aren't beneath throwing in a little potty joke every now and then to lighten the mood. So I'm curious to hear as students, how do you engage with our content as a reader? And what do you love most about the stall seat itself? Well, well, I love the stall seat. I've always loved the stall seat. I've, I've been drawn to the stall seat since before I was even a VCU student. Like, I remember Linda came, I was in RAM camp and Linda came and spoke to us and was like, hey, we need people to post a stall seat. I was like, stall seat? And then I came and then you know, history was made or whatever, but I've actually never written for the stall seat, which is like kind of interesting, like to think about, but I love the content. Like it's really relevant and hilarious. It's just, it's just good. I hope that answers your question. I, I had kind of a similar experience the first time I was at VCU. It was, um, 
believe it was welcome week and I was just so nervous and I was in the bathroom and I was like freaking out because there's so many people there and I saw the stall seat and I was like this is so awesome this is so cool that it's promoting alcohol safety mental health um it has great illustrations in it and just like the readability and the accessibility for everyone was really what drew me to it and then being able to like be part of that process was is like awesome I just love it so much When I was a student, I used to sit and read the stall seats and fantasize about being uh, the designer of the stall seat journal. And now I am. But even then, I would read it and I would be like, this is actually, this is about drugs and sex and things that usually um, are annoying messages from older people who uh, just want us to stop doing it all. And I didn't get that condescension from the stall seat, which is what made me like it and want to get involved. And eventually I did. We like to make people's dreams come true. (laughs) In case you were curious about other ways we present health information to our students, you might want to check out our YouTube channel to watch our version of Hip Hop Health. Malcolm also happens to be the musical genius responsible for making my childhood dream of producing music videos a reality. In fact, we're going to play the lyrics from one of our songs here now to highlight what we're talking about. Hello, it's the well. You can tell because it's me with the Afro glasses and dope black tea and the three pieces of the P.I.E. We just want to see B.C.U. help you. Let me set this table up. This whole story starts Starts with with the cup. cup. What? Pretty much, if you want to pour it up, there's a way to do it right so you're not messed up. We realize that the lines are a guide for the size and the type of the drinks that's inside. Cool, right? Yeah. That's why I'm here. I relay information straight to my peers when I do it in a way so it plays on the ears. So I sing it and it sticks and it stays through the years. I've been on the street trying to spark interest, start a conversation, but nobody's listening. Barting while I wait till somebody comes up for free alcohol but they go away cause i don't have any buzz man that's just water well that's awkward did you really think i'd be handing out vodka got a lot of bottles but i want to spread the knowledge not exacerbate the problem wait someone's coming and they're looking at me we made eye contact and they're looking to speak are they looking for a cookie or a similar treat oh snap it's a rap guess i'm looking to teach so what's up with this? I see you got the setup and the getup and the lick. And not a lot of people seem to talk about this. And I'm really interested, so respectfully spit. Nothing special or nothing. It's no pressure. I'm trusting in you to tell me the truth. What is this booth? Do you drink? Nah. That's cool. Mostly trying to focus on my job plus school. That I understand. What about your friends? They be sipping, but we chilling, you know? Cause killing someone's vibe is a no, no, no to me. I mean, of course, people want to have fun. But what happens when the packaging is lacking the numbers? And reactions are impacted so much faster than normal. Like, how many drinks do you think are in here? Off the top, on the spot, like, how many shots? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it says 80 proof. 2025, 39, 42. Nice. It's actually 39, but you got it on the dot on your second or third try. Have you seen our videos? No. Well, you should follow us so you'll be in the know. At the well, we see you. You can find us on your phone. Uh, Shit. 
I'll check it when I get home If you take some time to tell me about the zone If you wanna drink the pleasure zone Indeed, that there is where you're gonna wanna be With the BAC around point oh three. You can have fun while doing it safely Point oh eight is not so great Then I can take a turn for the really worst But wait, if you pace yourself and take yourself away From drinking games, then you will be okay Drink water too and eat some food, my dude You feel better when the morning comes, it's true Take a few, they're full of information on the proper preparation for your latest celebration. Wow, man, I appreciate your patience. You've been really, really great, and this is super educational. Oh, yeah, you're fine. You've been swell. If you have any questions, you can come, come to, to the, the well. So we hear a lot about ways that people really enjoy the Stasi, but we know that... Sometimes students tend to question some of our statistics and we get uh, some inquiries about where that information comes from. So at the well, we really do embrace our data skeptics. We think it's really important to question research, which is why we take every opportunity to triangulate our information to be sure that the results of one survey aren't due to any sort of bias and that they are truly representative of our VCU community. So our, our surveys mostly rely on random sampling, uh, but we think it's always important to learn more. I always wonder what stats we've used that you as a student have most questioned and how did you come to rely on the information in the stall seat as a student? I never questioned it. I just trust I trust y'all. Like you're a reputable source of information in my opinion. And all of your data is sourced. Like you can go look it up and find the actual information online if you want to. But the information that I probably just think about the most is the zero to four drinks just because like that's how I like gauge like how many drinks I've had how many drinks my friends are having like and I know it's like you know different people different different needs different metabolisms and stuff like that but it's just like a good standard to remember for myself yeah I'd say I haven't really questioned it more so than just like wanted to see more data it piqued my interest about like alcohol and just being like, okay, well, like what's my body mass? How much should I be drinking or shouldn't be drinking? Um, and just made me want to like look up more information. Like even while I'm sitting in the bathroom, I have the time to do that. But yeah, I guess I was a little skeptical sometimes as a student, but I also saw that the sources were cited, which was really encouraging. And I felt like it was um, it was a way to, uh, that um, that the well was sort of putting um, confidence in their readers that that we would be smart enough to think and wonder about where the data came from. And citing sources in the Stalsi journals that I make is really important to me and getting the data right and making sure it's reflecting reality is very important to me. I'm kind of a stickler about causation and correlation. But yeah, it's, I think uh, data and sources are kind of at the heart of what we do. Yeah, and that's a, a lot of what our meetings look like, too, are talking about different findings and the best way to present that to our students so that they can relate to it and then also feel like they 
have a call to action from what we're saying that just makes sense for their life, for their lifestyle, uh, and for their core beliefs as individuals. So what most people don't realize is that our team of about 10 people spend hours walking through buildings across both of our campuses, actually hanging out in bathrooms to make sure that new additions of the stall seat get posted each month and sometimes even each week. That's some dedication. Not everyone would sign up for this job. What made you want to be a part of our team? Um, just going back to what I said earlier, just like being a freshman and freaking out and then kind of finding like peace in reading the stall seat as like my first VCU experience that made me want to be a part of the team. And then also I was like, I can I can draw for them. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. And I mean, I honestly kind of like posting. I feel like like when I started here, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be awful whatever and it was like hot the first time I did it it was really hot outside but now I'm like yeah posting this is like kind of a mindfulness experiment or like time to take part out of your day and like listen to some music and just go and like get some exercise too yeah well art and science where they intersect is kind of my life. It's my jam. It's what I studied in school. I have a degree in communication arts uh, with a focus in scientific and preparatory medical illustration and a minor in biology. So public health and science and art is what I'm all about. So it's a pretty great job for me, to be honest. And I feel I feel pretty lucky that I get to, to do something I'm passionate about. And also that is um, helping helping other people. Um, and as for the posting, I actually like posting as well. <laughs> and if you ever see me on MCV campus, that's me. I do that section. So don't be afraid to say hi. It's a, it's a nice break sometimes from the sort of tough mental work of figuring out the design and illustrations. Yeah, like I said, when I was visiting VCU in high school, I saw the stall scene. I was just like, yo, this is good advertising. It's just It was just really smart. And I'm interested in the intersection between education and entertainment. And I figured it was just very interesting and I was just like really drawn to it. So I came through the well and I saw Xavier. He used to sit in the front and I just like, Hey, uh, you know, I'm Malcolm or whatever. I'm interested in the stall seat. I, I volunteer for y'all. He was like, you want to work for us for free? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, come on upstairs. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And so then everything just sort of came together. I don't really know. Like I just had an, I just had ideas and they were very supportive of those ideas. So it just felt like a very safe and healthy space. And I ended up learning a whole lot about the world and myself. So thank you, honestly. Thank you. So is there anything else that you would like to share to our students and listeners here at VCU? I would just say if you are a young person going to VCU and you are creative and feel strongly about health and just want to help out other people and educate people about how they can be healthier, come to the well. I don't know if we're like hiring or whatever, but it's just a good place to come and, and learn and hopefully you can use that information and pass it on to your friends. I think also to kind of jump off of that, like as a creative and artist, like a lot of people 
think that you need to go into like fine art world where this is so applicable to like real life and everyday life that you can just like create things for like student body public education and I think that's really wonderful that you don't have to like be in a gallery it's like you're in the bathroom it's fun (laughs) it's art everywhere um I would say uh don't be afraid to tell us what you think about the Stelsey Journal. Email us. We take feedback very seriously, and it's really important to us. And also, one of the most important things that I've been able to focus on in making the Stelsey Journal is uh, the concept of self-compassion and self-acceptance. And I think that's a really important thing for anybody who's reading it or who's working on it or anything. I want to thank each of you for taking the time to be here with us today and to share your insight and experience in working on this particular campaign. So Ramley, if you're curious to learn more, you can find all of our current and past editions of the Stall Seat Journal and more information about our social norms approach at thewell.vcu.edu click on our stall seat journal tab. All right, Rams, don't forget that Saturday the 30th is our Out of the Darkness VCU campus walk starting at 9.30 a.m. on the VCU campus. You don't want to miss this opportunity to show your support and be involved in raising awareness for mental health and suicide prevention on our campus. April is going to be packed with events for Alcohol Awareness Month, Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and Mindful Finals at the end of the month. For an entire list of our regular weekly events and our upcoming events in April, visit the well.vcu.edu homepage and check out our events calendar. As always, thanks for tuning in to What the Well. We'll see you next week for our next episode. In the meantime, let's all do what we can to be well. Be well.